Welcome everybody to episode 5 of the Gaming Up North Ramblecast, the Guncast, as we definitely call it every week. Uh, this week we're talking Mass Effect, just general series, not one game in particular. But yes, I am joined as always by my lugubrious host, Mr. Adam Ashbridge. How are you doing tonight? Why, hello there. I'm glad yourself. <laughs> Yeah, I'm good. I'm having fun. I feel like this is an important night tonight. We have yes. uh, gathered a new crewmate, it would seem. He's uh, he's stowed away on the the bad ship Ramblecast. <laughs> we have the first human spectre, Commander Goodwill. I'm Commander Goodwill, and this is my favorite Ramblecast on the Citadel. He said the I'm line, folks. He gets the prize. <laughs> <laughs> that means you get special gaming up north discount for um our many products that we sell uh 2.5 discount that we offer adam list off the products (laughs) 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 what did you say goose bake was you get a you get a a plug (laughs) cover Oh my and, god, uh, those are like solid gold around uh, here. A har- harmonica and uh, <laughs> uh, Mario and uh, oh, oh, half a bottle of Carex hand sanitizer. That's what you get. Yep. Uh, oh. I'm of a, a vast array of plectrums. Yep. 50 uh, plain hot dogs delivered under my discretion. <laughs> I'm going to pretend you're the New York Knicks. <laughs> uh, Chris wants gun ramble thongs. Uh, that has a certain mm, ring to it. No. <laughs> oh, 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 actually, hang on a sec. I think we've got we've got another guest who's is that is that Lee? Do I see? Oh, oh hi, Lee, Lee, Lee. Oh how my you, God, how are you Wait, doing? Oh, oh God, oh my Jesus! Look at the state of him. Hey, did you enjoy your breakfast on Saturday, mate? Yes. How was that breakfast? Ah, he's not. He's is not he saying anything. Hello. Oh, hang on, hang on, I know what it is. What? Oh, he's got himself what? a brown oh egg. Oh my god! Oh, he, he's he's no good for like 40 minutes once he gets his hands on one of these. Oh, he's got, egg a, he's, got a, he's got a chow down on that brown egg. <laughs> oh, we'll just have to leave him, he's he's no good to us now. Wish I had oh. a brown egg, not the ones that gave me food poisoning. <laughs> hey yo! Hey yo! <laughs> oh, but welcome everyone. Uh, we're here to talk about Mass Effect. Uh, trials, tribulations of uh, old Mr. Jake Shepard, he was called, I believe, in the games. No, I'm uh, Michael. Really? Oh, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> uh, but yeah, like, um, so these are really really awesome bioware rpgs that we all love a lot mm-hmm. and i thought i would get well to be honest goodwill muscled his way into this podcast because it's almost the closest we've gotten to good star trek in video games would you say yes. yeah and it's also one of my top three sci-fi franchise franchises of all time yeah the the really the really like nailed the sort of the serious vibe of Star Trek. I know, like, Star Trek has, like, comedy moments, and, and so does this, but they nailed that whole extraterrestrial political kind of... I they call it space World opera, I guess. building. Yeah. Mm. But also, I think they got the aesthetics, like, spot on for what I wanted. I mean, it's a, it's a little more military 
than mm-hmm. than Star Trek, but they've definitely got like you know the the shiny ships and everything, very clean, uh, you know, like decks and everything. Not not like mm, very clean design as well, but not like dirty sci-fi like like Star Wars and stuff like that, where everything's a bit yeah. grimy. <laughs> Get on yeah. Star Wars. Yeah, <laughs> you very don't want. Clean you don't want to see what Chewbacca has been doing in that back room with the old Falcon. <laughs> he had the eggs from Saturday. That's what he had. Get off me brown egg. Yeah, get off me brown egg. <laughs> so you can't invoke Lee. You can't interrupt him. Um, you know what? If if nobody, I'm not going to explain the story, but if <laughs> I'm going to make you ask Lee about it every time he comes on his own stream. <laughs> what made it worse? He swallowed them whole. <laughs> Which sent Graham into some sort of paralysis. It was a it was a whole thing. Anyway. It was Egg paralysis. <sighs> but yes, uh, so I want to ask you guys: When was the first time you ran into Mass Effect as a as a series? Like, did you hear about it before it was coming out, or was it like a what the hell is this? This looks great. Like, have you got a story? Oh God, how long have you got? Um... <laughs> Spin us a yarn. Spinners are young. Actually, I, I came to these games quite late. Um, it was 2012. Mm. And uh, I was working at a rather shitty job in Shildon um, <laughs> for, a shitty, for a shitty manager who did a shitty job at organising a shitty business. The Shildon um, shit shoveler. <laughs> it was a Shildon shit show, yeah. And I was... Yeah, I'd, I'd just got my first decent pay packet because they hadn't paid me correctly in three months. And, <laughs> yeah. uh, and I was looking for um, uh, some games to buy on PS3. And uh, I'd always knew about Mass Effect. And obviously Mass Effect 2 uh, came out on the PS3, I believe, in 2011. Yeah, because it was like sounds about right. it was it was the or was it twenty? I believe it was twenty ten or twenty eleven. But the the advantage it had over the two thousand and nine three sixty version was this was fully made in the Mass Effect three engine. Mm-hmm. So they were like, right, we know you guys have never had Mass Effect one, so we'll have a comic book version, and then you can play Mass Effect two in Mass Effect 3's engine, so it's all brand new, and it's like yeah. it's a, an exclusive reason to buy it on the the PS three. And I'd, like I said, I'd heard about Mass Effect, but I didn't know anything about it. I hadn't done any research. Um, and the more I read about it, I was like, this actually looks quite good. Um, and I bought it, uh, and I swear I played it for an hour, mm-hmm. and I left it for a month. Really? Because I was, I was really, really, I was really, really busy at the time. But the hour I played, I loved it. But then I just, you know, need a, a job just takes over your life. Yeah. Um, and then <laughs> I was made redundant. So <laughs> I um, I was like, yeah, yeah, I've got actual time to play now. Um, and I got back into it and I, I started afresh because I was like, oh, I, I only played an hour a month ago. I'm just going to start from afresh and here we go. And holy shit, very few games have made me not leave a room and not turn off the console for 12 to 14 hours like Mass Effect. Getting real I, stinky. Getting a real I, stinky game yeah, session going on. Yeah. <laughs> and, and back then, I was like... 
so it was it was foisty. The Pringle <laughs> sour cream and chive and the relentlesses, tropical mm-hmm. fruit relentlesses, were just <laughs> oozing out of my body. Um, <laughs> Ladies, he's single. <laughs> <laughs> and I was I was hooked. Uh, have, left. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, ladies. There's plenty of good old to share. Um, but I was, I was absolutely hooked on it. And I mean, I'd never played Mass Effect One, but Two and the digital comic did such a good job in sort of being like, "Oh, you never played the first one? That's cool. We'll just drop you into the game and then subtly educate you on what happened." Yes, there's a digital comic if you want to pay it, but you you can find out everything on your way yeah and holy shit i i blitzed that game uh for a solid week and i'd finished it within the week and i went back and i played it again like straight away i went back and played it again Mm -hmm. because i was like yeah some of my choices were a bit dodgy and i didn't really know what i was doing yeah so i'm gonna perfect it this round and i was (laughs) a paragon all the way through because i got the shit ending at first because i didn't know what the fuck i was doing oh um so I'd perfected it, and then I think it was a couple of weeks later, Mass Effect 3 came out. Those were some of the most foistiest <laughs> weeks of my life, um, and I think I needed to fumigate the room after it, but holy shit, like, it, it was I, I, it was a game-changer in terms of storytelling, in terms of gameplay, in terms of music, and it was just... It blew me away... And very few. Have you ever played a game, guys, where you've played it that much that it just bleeds into your dreams on a night, and you're yeah. actually living? To- and you're like, that was <laughs> Mass Effect. The yeah. thing, the From thing, like- I, the thing I, that's having the most with me is like when I was a kid, I'd play like Zelda on like the Game Boy, and I'd like solve puzzles in my sleep. Like I'd get stuck and I'd go to sleep, and then I'd wake up and be like, I know the solution. <laughs> like it was just I don't like need going. Sleep, I need answers. Yeah, my brain must have just been ticking over with like Zelda puzzles. <laughs> it was. I. I. It, I mean, like I said, it was February till February till April that these games consumed my lives. Um, and I remember playing the first, my first round of Mass Effect Three, and. Just, you know, in the game where it's just constantly a no win and everything's failing and everything's going wrong. Yeah. And it just led into my dreams and I'm just like, there must be a way. There must be a way. And I just, everything was so vivid in my dreams at this point. And it, it just, I've never had a game since then that has consumed me in that way. And it's been very hard to topple those. And this was like 11, 12 years ago. Oh, and yeah. I still remember those couple of months so vividly and every time i play them because people say like oh why don't you why don't you play mass effect on twitch i can't because it's one of those games that's just too personal for yeah. me yeah yeah that i i can't i can't share that experience because I it's can't let you win. I, can't let yeah, you I can't let you win because it was at, it was at a time where i was unemployed i was feisty as fuck and i just it was a, it was an intimate experience to, yeah. to have that and obviously with it being an rpg everything was your decision and you, you know you could pretend it was you in this mm-hmm. fantastic universe and i would just sit there and read like all the the texts the data logs and everything like well, that and i would just you, get so enveloped in the world you would read some of them but then some of them that man with the excellent voice would read out for you the oh codex entries wouldn't it god what a voice <laughs> that fella had yeah like, 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 yeah like <laughs> How about how about you, Adam? Because like I've I was like 
in on the first one, but a bit late. But like, when did you hit the series? Um, I think once again it was something you introduced me to. Oh, the old trade them up, eh? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Mass Effect Two. You had Mass Effect Two. So that's the first one yeah. you played as well. Yeah. Um, and I think I ended up buying it not long after you showed me it. Yeah. And uh, I was like obsessed. Like Goodwill, I would just like. I think once again I wasn't working at that time. Yeah. Um. So I just sat and played Mass Effect for hours on end and just kept going and going, like sleeping during the day and playing during the <laughs> night sort of thing. Um, once again, with probably Pringles and energy drinks, I think that, that was the did way you, forward. Did you guys both pick the, the, the man chef? <laughs> yeah, and I modelled it after me, and I remember my first attempt, the nose was so fucking hooked. Because <laughs> um, I've got, I've got a bent, I don't know if anyone can see it, I've got like a really bent nose because my nose got broke twice when I was younger. Um, within a week, it got oh, broke right. twice. Um, boys beat you. No, um, I got. <laughs> I fell off my skateboard and landed straight on my face. And then uh, a week later, my ex girlfriend kicked me in the face as we were <laughs> play fighting. And I'm right. like, that's not play fighting. That's domestic violence. Um, wow. So it was goodwill I wish it was a Tory because then I would have been rich. But it was. Um, yeah, like the character design, I did it as as myself okay. uh, being a narcissist. Yeah, um, I mean, I usually just make like a buff version of me with like black hair, like you know, black long hair, and like eh, that. What would I look like if I was a bit more like the Undertaker? Jake Burton swore. Yeah, but in <laughs> in Mass Effect, I went with uh, Femshep uh immediately like like i it just it did there wasn't really a choice and nothing really impacted that choice i was kind of just like this guy looks a bit normal and like every other like video game protagonist at the time because this was the time period of bald space marine like shaved head space marine um but yeah like uh, yeah I've, I've since done a bit of replaying and he's great like there's there's nothing wrong with him but like i went with jennifer hale Um, the way i got into this game was i was literally just sat bored being like i need a new game to play so i i, I must have like clicked around ign for a little while like looking up like top review stuff for like 360 because i got into the 360 a little bit later like we jumped on because me and adam had been watching videos of Call of Duty 4 when that was about to come out. Um, it was probably like a, a good few months before it came out when the first beta hit. Yeah, and we when were Call just, of Duty was decent. Yeah, we were just enthralled by it and being like, "What? We can just sit down together and we're going to be able to like play these like death matches on this like awesome photorealistic looking yeah. landscape." At the time, um, so I got a xbox 360 when the elite hit and halo 3 was already out or just about to come out um so i kind of missed all the hype about anything 360 so i was clicking around ign and i was like ah this is one of their top reviewed games and i was like well i do like rpgs and i like space and i was like but i've just never heard of mass effect because it it was like a new series like we don't get many mm. of those anymore but this was just a new uncharted like thing being like mass effect that isn't a remake of like you know old games from the 90s yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um and i saw some I, I watched their video review which i think at the time would have been like nine minutes because nobody did long form yeah. video back then apart from giant bomb <laughs> um <laughs> and yeah like i was like oh this is cool he's running around on the moon he's got a little space buggy i'll jump in and i definitely had one of those like massive like 
like sweaty sessions where I'm just like <laughs> getting. I probably got up to like um that planet with like the plant zombies or something. I think I went. Oh, I think yeah. I went there oh, first, yeah. but. Yeah, I was I was just like I've been waiting for a game like this almost my whole sort of like since the PlayStation 2 days because it was like it wasn't too hard because it was like an RPG. It like it had some action but the shooting was kind of weird, but it just had like enough of everything and then the writing is what like 100% won me over. And I don't think before that I'd sat and like read a lot of like dialogue in RPGs, but in this one I was like, I'm gonna talk to everyone. I'm gonna use every every direction on the you know the conversation yeah. wheel. Um, it's interesting <sighs> that you guys both got the good gameplay Mass Effect experience first, though, because one is uh, yeah, it's it's got its charms, yeah. but it's it's the shooting is very strange. <laughs> I'm sorry, Adam. I'm saying it's very clunky. The first one in parts I, for sure. They they ported it over. Um, they they re-released um Mass Effect two and three, and then included one as a yeah. downloadable. Was it like Legacy or something? Legacy edition. Yeah, yeah. And uh, it was just it was literally a, a direct port from the three sixty. Yeah, yeah. Uh, did have the and... film grain on it still. <laughs> Yes, <laughs> aggressive yes, Phil Green. <laughs> and, um, Very great. I, I remember playing it, and I'm like, "Wow, Mass Effect Two is really good." And yeah, then the, the Legendary Edition came out <gasps> in 2021, yes. and they were like, "Oh, we're making all these significant things." And everyone was like, "If you're gonna do it, why don't you do what you did with Mass Effect Two and just..." make it in the three engine yeah you've got the technology and then you've got clear concise um gameplay throughout so it'll be one two and three with three's engine so nothing changes it's just literally it's different stories and everything like that and i'm sure they could just they could probably mostly leave the cutscene parts it's literally just the combat it's running around the combat, yeah and i remember playing and Yes, they made some improvements, but yeah, it was still very... But I think that added to Mass Effect 1's charm, where every outpost was just a maze of corridors in a cave. Yeah, to be honest, in Mass Effect 1, I pretty much mainlined the story, because like you say, it was like land on an identical planet and drive around and then a thresher mall would come out and destroy yeah. your makeup. Run a few people over as you do, yeah. Yeah, and like, yeah, and they would sort of roll around and then you would like reverse up and then point your weird gun and be like, nah, nah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but like, but it was there like any moments that like massively like stood out to you in like the one story that you think people that is worth going back to look at? Because like my number one, I guess it's quite late on other than meeting the cast, which is like the crewmates, which is great. Yeah. Um, but like story moments, I think the first time is when you're about to like assault the last base before the Ashley Caden choice choice mm. <laughs> to oh, me it was an easy choice. one um yeah and you get that little solarian guy who's doing his you you, you basically talk him into doing like a, a movie level speech don't you for all his men yeah and he's like you know like you know he, they said you were all like terrible and like we've only got 20 men but we are gonna hold the line and he keeps like repeating <laughs> that over and over again i just remember being think like oh go on little man like we're gonna uh, we're gonna go fuck shit up um <laughs> and then when th- then the when you get to talk to a reaper that was like so crazy and like unsettling and scary and all it is is a conversation with no gameplay wise there is nothing you can do to like persuade or like renegade that alien to like not do what he's gonna do 
and show up in the sequel i guess is what they decided to do but i just remember being so unsettled because of like the voice process in the hat as well yeah it just sounded alien but yeah like it for you guys is there anything that stands out in one that like blew you away or that you think people should check out if they get the chance um for me it was just um saren's character Oh, you liked like, Saren, did you? I fucking loved him, yeah. Even <laughs> though he was like the bastard of the game. Um, just any time he popped up, I was like, oh, he got his like proper, like, he was doing his job as a villain. Yeah. Just get, oh, you slimy bastard. Like, he's got all the skill in the world, but he fucking <laughs> runs away every time. Look at I'm only a man, a small <laughs> man on the game. Oh, and, God, I like, that's, I just remembered as well, like, the, the Reaper you talk to is his ship. They're always talking about, like, Saren's, like, flagship thing. And it's like, it's actually, <laughs> like a, one of the most fucked up like techno nightmare creatures in the entire yeah. universe and yeah. it's just been there the whole time <laughs> yeah just lurking about and he's just like oh I am, I'm this spectre and <laughs> Good well word. disgraced spectre and um but yeah it's just like a cat and mouse chase through the whole game it does you're right though it does get you riled up because there's a few conversations where you're like damn it i saw him he's he's up to he's up to no good and and the council's just like well you humans are are so emotional are you sure about that (laughs) (laughs) it's it's like could you be any more racist where it's just like this dude is dodgy oh you you humans and your knowledge well i tell you yeah that's one weird (laughs) thing about uh commander shepherd as a character because you go and you get like everything explained to you as if you're like a new person but like he like i know you get to choose a few backstories but he grew up in this like this world with mass relays and stuff like that as far as i'm aware like he probably shouldn't need explanations on like why why are you in a, a suit all the time, Quarian, and stuff like that? But so somebody, my organs will be on the outside. Somebody's yeah. got to be the somebody's got to be the like the audience surrogate, I guess. Yeah, true. But it just seemed a bit weird. He was such of a blank slate, even though you were supposed to have this like military career beforehand. Well, because all he did was shoot people before then, wasn't it? Like he never spoke to people by the sounds of it. I think so. Like, and you could pick like until so- the incident. Yeah, I, the incident. Oh yes, which is very video gamey and happens in almost everything i just started starfield like last week and it's the same mm-hmm. intro when you touch the space obelisk and go but that does set him on a path to be uh the most important person in the entire galaxy uh because the precursor race which also shows up a lot in uh <laughs> in famous rpgs yep. uh, helps him out but like what did you guys think of like the one cast i absolutely love rex i love hanging oh, yeah. around with rex i love listening to his stories like i always like the gruff older guy whose respect you have to earn <laughs> yeah uh, not rex um yeah yeah I felt he was quite diminished in uh, Mass Effect 2. Yeah, he never really comes back fully, but maybe they didn't want to because they were like, we've done him, but I don't know. Yeah, Yeah. Garrus. (laughs) Yeah. Your most well-adjusted Garrus that you get uh, in the series before he gets changed by your adventures, basically. The only way he can handle trauma is calibrating a gun. Yes. <laughs> That's all he can do. That's his coping mechanism, so leave him be. Garrus um, was my my one true love in uh, from, I think it was three, 
I picked him up. He was the one with me to the very end. I don't think you're allowed to date him as a man, though, are you? Like, because that's the thing. No, we have. Can, can you? I don't think so. I don't know. I've never tried. I, I could have swore they'd, they'd patched it in three. Possibly. So the option was there. Might have to double check. Because, hmm. um, like, Bioware makes these games, and they're well versed in this type of game. Well, hmm. well they had Knights of the Old Republic before this which is basically mm -hmm. mass effect if anyone's like wants to see this but a little bit rougher around the edges and in a universe you know like knights of the old republic is basically that <laughs> um but yeah they've, they've always had this bit of a dilemma where they're like okay which characters can the male characters sleep with which characters can the female characters sleep with because they've always let you make your own and it's always this funny thing where in hindsight it <sighs> seems really backwards and kind of like a bit a bit of a strange thing and be like oh the women get less choices sometimes <laughs> until three and i think that like goodwill says they opened it up a bit i i think that yeah i think pretty much in three and andromeda they were just like you can fuck anything <laughs> i if think i will do it have at it i think even i was a, even, even a hano <laughs> I, I don't think i wasn't faithful if i think on my first playthrough i think i was like liara in one then in two because liara had left i was like I guess Yeoman Chambers is pretty cool. I'll see. Then I think she leaves. So then in three, I was like, you know what, Garrus, we've always been there for each <coughs> other. Maybe this was like a, a long time, will they, won't they? And every yeah. time Garrus was about to ask me out, I asked somebody else out and he just never got the, the chance. And that was yeah. my head cannon. And then by the end, we're like sitting on top of a roof shooting cans on the overpass. Like, for me, it was Liara in the first one. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But then Miranda, too. Mm -hmm. so, <laughs> I stole your heart with that gigantic ass. <laughs> but the thing is, because I, I liked um, John Strahovski in real life. Yeah. So I'm like, oh man, it's just the chuck situation all over again see, see it uh, in mass effect 2 i was like that's the bird from chuck i love yeah. this and then yeah. it was like yeah and i was like that that was my choice as well adam it was like it was liara to sony mm -hmm. and then again like most of the mass effect one characters that were relegated in mass effect 2 i mean I'm, nobody's mm -hmm. like I, I like how nobody's dated <laughs> the racist ashley <laughs> who's just like no. who's just like she's nice to you at first and then she, she <laughs> gives that kind of like that thing that like really like creepy people do where she like tests out a bit of space racism on you and sees if you go along with it. Yeah. <laughs> she was just, she was just toxic. And like, oh, as much as Caden bores the hell out of me, like when it comes to a life, like when it comes to them, both their lives on the line, like Caden's, yeah. Caden's got more potential. He can do more good in this world. <laughs> Why did I have to choose? Why can't it be both? <laughs> I don't yeah, would you have just left them both? Yeah, because like I said, you've got Space Karen and then you've got dull character 6498 and it's just, it, it, it made, like even in Mass Effect 3, she's boring as fuck on a stretcher. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh. And it's just, the, uh, as soon as I saw her, do you remember that trailer they did for Mass Effect 3 and you see her on a battlefield and I'm just like, oh my God, she's just going to ask for the manager. That's all she's yeah. going to do. In a new like <laughs> blue power suit that they gave her. Yeah, and she's just like, <laughs> I want to see your supervisor. <laughs> Fuck off. Sorry. <laughs> you can you can say you can say whatever you want on the Rumble cast. You can say the, the naughty f words. <laughs> like she's on a stretcher. She's just like, leave me alone. Good. Oh yeah, because the you get they get like injured in the Earth attack, don't they? And you have to sort yeah. of like go by the hospital oh, bed. No, it's when you're on 
Mar is it Mars? Mars, and yeah. Okay. That doctor who stole all the data, mm. and James comes in and like rams their ship like the little right. yeah. and then she gets like squashed underneath the. <laughs> and I was just getting, oh man, she didn't die. <laughs> so James is amazing. Sorry, right. no, no, it's all right. I was, I was kind of just gonna go through some of the, some of the one cast a bit because, um, yeah, we had the Aura, who's our intrepid young scientist, who's the only other person who believes you that there's a uh, secret young. messages. Young. Oh, well, I don't know. How old is she? Good She's only about a hundred-ish. You know. Oh, yeah, but isn't she? Isn't she a child for a sorry culture? Like. Yeah, because they can live to be a thousand years old. So yeah, she's so like she's like ten years old. <laughs> yeah. Oh no! Oh, bad touch. Bad touch. Whoa! Hang on! Hang on! <laughs> Hello, Operation U Tree. Yes. <laughs> Shepherd. <laughs> Just because oh. it's your quarters, your letter was only the. Yeah. <laughs> this is my favorite crush on the Citadel. <laughs> <laughs> Ye old cradle robber. <laughs> um, and then, oh, who else did we have? Why am I blanking? Tali. Yes. Tali. Tali's our. Uh, Tali's our. Uh, what was her name? Tali's our. Uh... I don't know. <laughs> well, she became, she became Vas Normandy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Tali's our, uh, yeah, she was. Yeah, at the end. That was pretty um, cute. Um. I don't have the best relationship with Tali because I might have sided with Legion <laughs> in in Mass Effect Three, and I think wow. she and I think she died. <laughs> she, yeah, but she she unalived herself. I, I, yeah, it it wasn't yeah. really what I had in mind for the the encounter. <laughs> it was yeah. one of those. It was one of those moments in games where you're like, did I really do this? Like, Yeah. <laughs> you didn't get the good ending. <laughs> <laughs> and then was that it for the crew in the first one? It was a little... They're not Rex. Caden, yeah. Ashley, Liara, yeah. uh, Talizora. I think that was it, wasn't it? I'm going there to double check. There isn't yeah, really any... Because they, they weren't doing DLC characters then. <laughs> not yet. Well, not really the DLC for Mass Effect 1, was it? Uh... Oh, it was like it was like some stupid like um, gladiator arena type of thing. I think where you could go and like uh, bet on stuff. So it was Caden Alenko, Talizara, Talizara Naria, yeah, yeah, huh? Leia Garrus, Ashley, and Erd not Rex. Yeah, okay. I'm glad we didn't forget anybody. We might like forget the some. Squad on the first one. Yeah, we yeah, might forget well, yeah. some people in the. In the second game, I've got the list. <laughs> yeah, Sam. Well, I'm glad. Um, but yeah, I, I. So, yeah, coming into this as a woman, like, immediately Miranda set my hackles up and I was like, uh-uh, no way, sister. <laughs> like, I'm the renegade on this ship. Because I wow. played renegade as well, like, through the entire you, game. What a bastard you well, were I, in these games. <laughs> well, what I, I sort of did. I kind of made the decisions I felt like, you know, at the time. Like, I saved the the sort of the weird parasite, rachnid queen. I saved hmm. her. I was like, no, I'm not going to melt you. I was kind of thinking of the long game. I was like, one day I'm going to want a giant thing on my side. A telekinetic spider. It didn't really work out, but oh. I tried. What are the other sort of big, big deciding moments? Because there's that. Oh, there's the um, the plant monster. You can mm. you can like save her, can't you? Like the green Asari that comes out because she's all mm. like changed by the plant stuff. You can yeah. you can try and save some of those people. Try and shoot gas at them so you don't just murder all the zombies yeah. uh fuck the husks though they're just oh, dead yeah. dead uh, never mind could never them. be saved <laughs> um 
but yeah, how cool was the start of Mass Effect Two though? Like I know, oh you, I know you guys maybe didn't have all the context of the Normandy exploding, but like seeing your home get viciously destroyed, chopped in half, and then you having to like we forgot Joker. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Having to having to save Joker like right before everything goes to shit because he's like I'm gonna pilot this to the very end and you're like Joker get away get in the I must make part. more episodes of Robot Chicken <laughs> for God's <laughs> sake get off the ship <laughs> shut up <laughs> you can tell him to shut up a lot if you play a Renegade <laughs> um, but yeah like that scene though where you just like die in space because your suit's like lost pressure and it's just like you can oh, see yeah. you can see them writhing around and then they just fly off into orbit of whatever that planet is and you just sat there being like and the ti- the title card comes up for Mass Effect 2 and you're just like the end what <laughs> it, it was it was like it was a it was an era where dramatic openings cold openings yeah. were all the rage we yeah. had it with in even in movies and stuff because i think Star Trek 09 came out the same year and that was just like Oh yeah, Chris Hemsworth just rams himself into a ship and Kirk gets born and everyone dies. Bye. And then it was like Uncharted where it's just like Uncharted 2, you're hanging off a cliff on a train. Yeah. And then you look at this and it's just like, oh, you know, this character that you loved and you played 100 hours of, yeah, he's dead now falling into a planet. Mass Effect 2! And you're just like... (laughs) But then people are like, is Shepard dead? Do I have to create a new character to find him? What? What? And it's just... To go in balls first. Yeah. Yeah for that and i think not playing the first one it didn't have an effect but then playing the first one and then going mm-hmm. into that i'm yeah. like yeah i could sort of understand why people were taken aback and shocked about it yeah and even, um, it was just the fact that you'd loaded up the second game and you were immediately thrust into tragedy on what is your home and it's like the same yeah. layout basically and you're yeah. just like no you can't do this um, and then, yeah but then we had the six million dollar man rebuild oh like, yeah which I did like in because I, I didn't actually want to play as a different character or no, anything. No, no. So I was happy that the the just friggin' magic scienced it and were like, we've just those were like we you know, this together. does this tech exist? Like we we created the tech just we for you. We can rebuild him. <laughs> <laughs> we spit, um, but but they explain it away so heavily where they're like they talk about how expensive and crazy the procedures are and that like just so you can't go like well can't all the characters just come back <laughs> you know like yeah like yeah. no this was like a one-off deal that cost like cost trillions all of our yeah. finances just on getting you back yeah. this is like an entire planet's worth of money to bring back this yeah. dude i also love um obviously with the scars if you played renegade the yes. scars got worse mm-hmm. and if you played paragon the scars healed up and i love that metal gear 5 just straight up stole that premise yeah with the the like the spike the, of like the, the horn that mysteriously just grows yeah you know, because shrapnel often grows on its own in someone's head it's because yeah. it's symbolic good <laughs> yeah. um in yeah like so also one thing about the renegade scars is um it allows you to be as evil as possible and then fix it with credits which is possibly the most evil solution to that problem it's the most Capitalism. tory thing it's the most tory thing to do it is because you can just you can just like be like oh well this is like a billion but now that i'm end game yeah i'll just pay to remove my scars <laughs> 
So basically, you just play as Elon Musk. You can well, sort of. If Elon Musk like was cool and actually got results out of anything and didn't yeah. just kill monkeys with brain chips electric cars. <laughs> and try and kill everyone on the roads. <laughs> to this day, I will stay away from a Tesla if I can. If I can, I will change lanes to be like, I'm, I'm getting the hell out of here. Just get like battle mode engaged. Get fuck what? Well, and then the friggin' the, the monkey with the brain chip comes out the top. <laughs> <laughs> this is loads of monkeys just fucking running about. Poor people detected. <laughs> how, how would they help with our galactic readiness? Uh, I'm not sure. <laughs> but um, the yeah. So once you get resurrected, like in into, then you met with um the voiceover of Miranda and the old Jacob joins up, joins your little your little powwow. I quite like Jacob, even though he's very misguided and like. But he's like one of those, he's like a sweet summer child sort of character where you're like, oh, Jacob, man, just stick with me and I'll, I'll, I'll train you up to. I'll train you up to properly. Do you remember like. Be an N7 in no time. Uh, do you remember like the, 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 con- like the, the controversy, I guess, about him? Cause he would like flirt with you. So all like all the two, like 2012 or whatever gamers were like, you hey, man, not fucking gay. Like he's, he's chatting us up like. <laughs> It's like it's like of course, of course, like you know, you you, you do you do the same to the women characters, where like you know, like all the stupid gamers are picking all like the grossest options every time, the ones that are in the bottom right seedy corner. Oh, God, it's so it's so like gamers to be offended that a mythical artificial yeah. character is chatting their mythical artificial character up, and they are getting offended by it. It's a friggin' compliment, man. You seen Jacob? He's jacked. I mean, he kind of skipped leg day, but like, <laughs> dude's got a heart of gold. <laughs> I, I liked having my little flirty banter with him every time we went in. Then he'd be like, I'm sorry, man. I don't want to talk about it right now <laughs> afterwards. <laughs> like, I, I don't want to talk about my What's dead dad, dad anymore. I don't want to talk about it right now. <laughs> yeah, I went, man. Open up. <laughs> hey, Shepard, you got, you got nice arms. Sorry, I don't want to talk about it right now. Okay. <laughs> what happens if we talked about my arms some more and then your dad? Is that okay? <laughs> <laughs> That's I should, my king, Commander. I should go. <laughs> <laughs> um, and obviously, there's a uh, Martin Sheen shows up. Oh, <laughs> like... oh, the elusive! Can we just take a moment, right? Yeah. Right. Is space cigarette? <laughs> Can we take a moment to appreciate three things about the elusive man? One, the bitch tastic theme. Yeah. <laughs> I will have that right. If I if I am doing something serious for work, I will have the elusive man theme or the galaxy map, but it's mostly the elusive man theme. Oh, yeah. And good right? there was funny because your ring like shining off your glasses, you've got the same sort of eyes as them. Oh no, god no. I <laughs> Shepherd. Um his cyber eyes. So the so number one, the music. Number two, his fucking dress sense. Oh, oh he's yeah, got some drip. Sharp, got some drip. Absolute on fleek, this mm-hmm. fella, right? And thirdly, his office. Oh yeah, <laughs> just the nebula in the background constantly. Black tiles <laughs> and a sun. Yeah, that's it. Nail fucking light bulbs, black tiles, sun, and yep. just sat there cross-legged <clears throat> with a cigarette. I wish. I could pull off smoking a cigarette as sexily as he does. And he's, and he's like, Martin Jean. He's the mm-hmm. only guy that you see smoke as well. And he he, yeah. he 
he sort of positions himself as like you know smartest guy in the universe one step ahead of everybody and it's just like oh like i kind of hate you because like i'm shepherd i don't want a boss but all at yeah. the same time i'm like maybe i do need someone i can go to <laughs> like you know oh. to like chat about things it's like it's a really good like dichotomy where you're like i know i should hate this guy but uh, maybe he's got some points then later on, you, you realize he doesn't have any good points. Yeah. But, uh... There was a good, um, there was a good beta canon story about him and about like what his motives were. And yeah. I wish it was official. I'm trying to get it up here because the... it was just really fucking good. Ah, because the position Cerberus is like, uh, like a good for the galaxy type of thing. But then it's interesting because other characters in that very same game are like, ah, oh, you've joined Cerberus, like the human racist faction, and you're like, um. Well, I guess now that you mention it, like <laughs> I haven't well, seen a, Williams when you need that. I haven't seen a lot of uh, a lot of other races in the <clears throat> crew so far. So there was there was a comic that was it. There was a comic called Mass Effect Evolution. Um, yeah. Basically, he is affected by the artifact, which is um, I believe it's Prothean or Reaper in nature. So he's like he's like a twisted version of you, Shepard. <laughs> yeah, and it's it sort of that, well, that's that's. In this, it sort of sets up what his motives were, and he's sort of like the anti-shepherd. Yeah. Um, and it, it really goes into the detail. I mean, what? I mean, it's a really good comic, um, and I would encourage anyone to like read it. But he has like a full manifesto of why he's doing it, and yeah. he genuinely believes, like as we see in the games, that his intentions are honourable, are for the benefit of humanity as a whole. Um, and it's it sort just... of sounds like the Templars off Assassin's Creed. To be yeah, fair. yeah, basically that. Yeah, it's he's he's he thoroughly believe, and that's what makes him a good villain as well. Mm-hmm. He believes his motives yeah. are completely and utterly justifiable, genuine, and honourable. I'm above the law. And, <laughs> yeah. when, and and it, once they get into three, then when you look back, you're also questioning like when did his indoctrination start? Because nobody's immune from that. Out of like the new crop of characters, who did you like? Uh, like. Goodwill, give us the crew rundown for for the for the newbies and two. Okay, so bearing in mind that with Mass Effect Two, you had DLC crew members. Include them. I had them all. <laughs> yeah, same. Uh, same here. Uh, so we have Kasumi Goto, which was the assassin. Yeah. Grunt. Grunt. Mission. Oh, I like Grunt. Yeah. Thane Krios, who I loved. Oh, Thane. Jack. Yep. Um, Miranda Lawson. <laughs> Legion. Oh. Hell yeah. <laughs> Uh, Zaid Messani, who had the shittest accent in the known universe. Yeah. <laughs> All right, am I South African or am I Cockney? I'll leave it to you to decide. Um, Talizari Vasnima, um, yep. Samara. Uh, yep. or oh, yeah. Morinith. And, and I was uh, never good enough to get the Morinith thing happening. The one character that everybody loved. Modern Solus. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> Jacob Taylor, Garrus, and Liara Tassoni. Yeah. I, you know, on my first playthrough, I didn't like Morden as much because I was like, you suck. Like, you ruined Rex's race, like, completely. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, I, so I gave him, like, a hard time <laughs> the entire time. I was like, you know, like, like fuck you, Morden. You, you're weird. Like, what, what would you You really call were that? a renegade, weren't you? Fuck yeah, you know. I know. Well, fair enough. He liked show tunes, but he was like way too into, I don't know, euthanasia. Would you call that? <laughs> I can't remember. What Genocide. Yeah. Grunt <laughs> Grunt was weird because they were like, he's a pure Krogan. And like, 
but he was like a baby man like he didn't know anything yeah. about the world because he just you birthed him basically and he was like he was like father headbutt me <laughs> to gain superiority <laughs> whatever he had to do <laughs> but also like you could leave him shut in his tube right like that was an option i don't think many yes, people would have did it mm. you could but you, could, uh, but you wouldn't get a good i always wanted yeah him on my side like to be fighting because and like you know like i've always got a soft spot for when like when the bad guys turn to like the good side like with legion where it's like you know i was like you know what i didn't really know anything about your race like what were they called again sorry like the techno people he is a geth geth yes, i was like cybernetic god I was like, I've, I've obviously shot a lot of you guys, but I didn't actually know why I was <laughs> shooting you. <laughs> um, like I've killed a lot of you, but I don't know definitely why. Definitely in the first one. Um, but yeah, like, w- when he gets to talk and it's like a super, like, detached, like, he's like a multi-consciousness, like a hive mind, kind of. But he's sort of, like, separated a bit, isn't he? Like, he knows, he knows all of the geth, like, information but he's not like actively relaying everything you say he's, to the guest he is the hue of mass effect mm-hmm. that's what he's based on oh okay um but i did like him he was always on my team as the tech guy because i was more of a biotics guy shotgun oh. man <laughs> lady sorry <laughs> yeah, shotgun man lady yeah samara i liked going to chat to her but i rarely took her on missions but i liked hearing her like you know uppity stories and stuff yeah. I quite like Jack as well because I was like, "Yeah, I'm gonna take like the scrappy, the scrappy young upstart with me." <laughs> I um, because obviously you had to take them on a certain set amount of missions to unlock their uh, loyalty mission. Oh yeah. Um, Very but important. for me, it was always Garrus, Miranda, or Solus and Miranda. Okay. Because I liked I liked Morden, um, but Garrus was just the heavy hitter for me. Yeah, and Thane, he was interesting. <laughs> very depressed I'm, though. I'm, I'm dying, Shepard. <laughs> I'm dying, Shepard. Yeah, it All was right. interesting. He had an awesome voice as well, like like a really like deep one. But yeah, like he had about forty a day with that voice. I'm dying, Shepard. Yeah, but that yeah, like, like a weird over the top that made him sound like he was underwater, but not. Yeah, a little bit, a little bit. Well, yeah, because um, <laughs> he had gills. Yeah, he had gills, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah. And you could like I'm sure there was a moment where he was like, Are you trying to ask about my gills? You know, like trying Let let's not forget who played his son. I don't remember. Raiden from MGS two. Oh. <laughs> Quentin Flynn. It's me. <laughs> I'm Thane's son. What day is today? <laughs> Can I Jack. be the main character? No, you are again relegated to the beta. And you kinda look exactly the same as a different character. <laughs> Um, but yeah, like Adam, like who did you kind of like gravitate towards into? Because I definitely, I definitely spent a lot more time with Garrus, I think, because there was more like conversations yeah. and stuff you could get in there. Um, and yeah. I think I, I tried to, I tried to like cozy up to Jack a bit, but she was obviously like, um, angry a lot of the time. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I gravitated towards my two favorite people in two, which were um Garrus and Miranda. Yeah, yeah, that's a that's a good solid team that, especially because yeah. I think you played soldier, didn't you? I always soldier because yeah. like I, yeah. I don't know why I've like when I've been doing like playthroughs recently in the last few years. Anyway, I've gone more towards biotics and mm-hmm. um, 
like the technical side more. But yeah, well, on the on the first playthroughs, it was definitely Soldier because I was good at shooters, so I thought yeah. I might as well stick to the shooty, shooty. Shoot, I mean, shoot. I quite, I liked having the biotic powers, but it did mean that I usually had to use pistols a lot of the time, which I wasn't super like hot on. But yeah. like the combat was almost like secondary or like like even less than that. Priorities rise. Um, yeah. But yeah. Um, how did the suicide mission go for you guys? Because I think I can fairly accurately recount mine um, to mm. a certain extent. Um, I had a lot of casualties. In this one guys i'm not gonna lie because i just went with my no no looking ahead just went in there and did what i thought was right so legion immediately dies because i put him in that oh. tube <laughs> and he gets like shot in the head while the doors are closing um for the oh you know the one way you have to show someone you have to like make someone do a biotic shield around your party yeah that was awesome because samara was just like i can do it like you know fuck off like out this is like child's play to me and i was like no, Jack, like, I believe in you. And she, like, hesitantly, like, walks up to do it. And then you get this, like, awesome moment where she, like, pulls it off and she doesn't, like, think she can, but, like, you believed right. in her. It's like, right. that was awesome. Um, And then I think when you split the party, I sent Morden and Grunt to save the hostages. Oh, by the right. way, I, the crew got melted. I didn't get there fast enough, also. <laughs> <laughs> I was busy doing Legion's loyalty quest, you know, because it was very important, yeah. considering he died within, like, 20 minutes. The crew got liquidated, apart from Kelly. Mass <laughs> um, Effect 3 must have been very quiet for you. That's all I'm going to say. I'll explain mm -hmm. a little bit why it wasn't quiet. Um, So, okay, yeah, we did that. I sent Grunt and Morden back to take like to you know to protect the ship uh morden didn't make that <laughs> that one <laughs> grunt survived and i think i just took like i think i left like you know a bunch of normal ish people like garris and everyone to like hold the line they were fine yeah. and whoever and whoever you take into the boss battle survives no matter what <laughs> yeah. um so yeah like i lost a few so that that like that suicide mission felt like like it actually had like we didn't pull it up, we pulled it off, but like it really was a suicide mission for yeah. some of those guys. But yeah, can yeah. you guys remember how yours went at all? I don't know. Um, the first time through, mine was just as bad as yours. Jake. Uh, <laughs> not gonna lie, it was just I, I, I was literally nearly in. I'm like, oh, boy, come all this way, <laughs> all these people are dying. But you like, have to fight a baby Terminator, all sad. Yeah, <laughs> I was just like, oh man. But then I went and did a playthrough again. And I didn't look anything up because I wasn't into doing that. I was like, I wanted like, so I just did like everybody's loyalty mission and got yeah. what I wanted from it. It didn't always so, help though, because there was no. some choices that are just right and wrong for like yeah. those parts. Yeah. <laughs> and then the second time through, I think only, I think Jack died on mine. Oh, that's a shame. She yeah, turns it all she, around, you know, she has a, a band yeah. of Vanda kids that she looks after in the third one. <laughs> yeah, Jack died and um, who else? I think Thane on me second go through. I think me, I might have lost Thane, you know, thinking about <laughs> it. I don't remember him being in three. <laughs> yeah, I think I might have lost Thane as well in the sort yeah. of like leave three guys at the end to like hold the position. But yeah, Goodwill, can you remember what your like first suicide mission was like? Oh god, he's gonna he's got PTSD in my <laughs> I mean it was twelve years ago. Not well, that's what I'm gonna say. Um I think five died. 
Wow. I think it I think it was Samara. Okay. Legion, Jack, Thane, Morden, I believe. Yeah, he's too squishy uh, to go out on his own. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I had because this was my first time playing like a a proper RPG. I don't think there's been been before or since a mission like this. Like, you know, Mm, where, no. where you're actually sitting there being like yeah. holy shit like i've actually got to make life or death decisions with this crew. horizon uh zero dawn um sort of had a a, a similar thing oh, okay um but you know the most beautiful world in gaming told yeah. through the most boring character but it was um i can agree with that yeah definitely yeah because this is this is why i went back Mm-hmm. and played it again but i played it from the beginning and i was like i am going to do every fucking mission side mission little quest listen to everything read yeah. everything before i do the suicide mission because let's not forget this was a game where it's just like you can go through the omega 4 relay now if you want 20 minutes into the game yeah but if you don't but if you don't get the ship upgrades people can die on the cutscene into the mission because like they'll, yeah. blow, they'll blow up like the side of the ship and it'll be like no yeah. <laughs> before we're even in there oh sorry um the doctor chakwas lives that's who you rescue out of the two basically doctor chakwas she's the only one yes. who doesn't get liquidated ever no matter how long you leave it <laughs> Hello, Shepard. Do you remember our times on the SR1? Let's yes, get... I remember being shot out of it into an orbit. Go Let's on. get drunk, lady. <laughs> <laughs> With your fancy whatever it is, like uh, alcohol that you'd had saved up or something. Oh, you've always got to buy that for her. If you don't, you're Every monster. doctor's got a booze cabinet. That's what I <laughs> learned from sci-fi. But yeah, like I think the reason mine is like burned into my memory is because I never like went back and did it again. Like I've done it once now like with a... A different shepherd like uh, maybe a couple of years ago but how many just, times have you played um i've played them all a few times but i've only like done one singular like all the way through it's like i've got a canonical playthrough in me so like what i'll tell you about three if you guys never imported the save to three they disappointingly just replace everybody with stand-in characters like you get morden's like partner who was also on the same genophage like science mission and he does the whole like death thing the same way morden does but less less you know gravitas because it's not it's not anyone you care about but he does the exact same go up in the elevator thing imagine Um, being the voice actor for that character no one ever knowing you were ever there because everyone just transported the saves over but it's yeah. not like i say it's not that different a legion just inexplicably is resurrected like as a different like body if you know what i mean because he's like oh, so he's like downloaded into something else yeah he's got like half yeah. a digital face sort of thing it's like what? it's only it's only slightly different so i i sided with him because i was like legion you're back i'm sorry i killed you <laughs> my boy, my boy. <laughs> no tally <laughs> what <laughs> um oh i can't I'm not sure. Like I say, I don't know if anything happens with Thane. Maybe his son does show up if you Raiden. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> two sneak suit. He talks about he talks about how he's only got like a one poster and a chair in his room, <laughs> and he watches King Kong all night. <laughs> yeah. Um. So yeah, like disappointingly, they they sort of just replace people um with like generic stand-ins. <laughs> um, can I? Can, yeah. can I just ask Samara's loyalty mission? How much did it piss you off? It was. I I just remember being quite confused <coughs> by the whole thing because it's like. 
it's like we're trying to find our daughter and our daughter seems pretty cool and then and then like you were mentioned before there is if you're like high enough level at that time you can basically make her like replace her mother but it just they don't really change our voice acting or anything after yeah. that <laughs> it's weird I, only part of the game i needed a guide for because it basically makes almost no sense. <laughs> it, it doesn't, and I mean, even even to this day, like I, I must have played Mass Effect two fifteen times, yeah. and even now I'm just like, do I choose that? Do I choose that? Do do do? I, you still, I still can't play it. Yeah. And I still need a guide for it. And it's just, it was an awful loyalty mission. Out of all the games, that is the worst loyalty mission. And she was quite yeah. an interesting character. Very, very different from Liara. So you got like a different side of like a sorry culture. And like I say, she has cool conversations when you sit in like a, a galaxy room where she just looks out yeah. to space. <laughs> um, Zaid, yeah, he was kind of, he didn't have much to say. Like he all of the DLC. All of the DLC characters, like you couldn't actually have conversations with them. You would just click on them and get like one line. <laughs> it wasn't yeah. like a yeah, conversation. You could with Kasumi, but it was very, very few and far in between. So oh, like obviously yeah. Zaid would be on one side of the ship yeah. uh, in, his, in his little fucking junk room. Cupboard. <laughs> <laughs> in his cupboard, where, where Christopher Pike is stored. Yeah, um, pretty much, yeah. <laughs> beep. And uh, Kasumi was in the crew lounge. You know, yes. Because every military stealth ship needs a bar. <laughs> and That only she's allowed to be in. That only she's allowed in. And um, and every... I, I would say out of the whole game, there was like two direct cutscenes where you could yeah. interact with her because she yeah. would then move and look at the window. I think what, oh, I think what would happen so, is you could click on stuff in their room and they would tell you like a story about it. Like Zaid, you'd be like, that's my favorite gun that is on, on, on the wall there. Bingo. <laughs> also, can, can we give a shout out to... Uh, Trisha Heffer, who is Edie. Yes. yes, I forgot about Edie because she's not a crew member until three. <laughs> so sort of. But they, they do, I mean, I, I love the Norman B, I love the SR2 over mm -hmm. the SR1. Um, and they do address like certain actual real world things because I think when Shepard's walking around the ship and he's talking to Edie and he's like, I don't like a ship with windows. And she's like, ah, well, we thought about this because every window's got a blast door. Because <laughs> he's like, oh, it's a structural vulnerability. And I'm like, yeah. Yeah, it kind of is to yeah, have all these right. fucking windows. Um, and then they talk about how there's like how the messages are encrypted with some kind of like quantum computing and stuff like yeah. that. Like I love yeah. like that they've sat and thought mm. about that. I don't have to understand it, but it it sounds cool. <laughs> yep. Sounds spacey. <laughs> but yeah, like um, when you finally like got to three, and me and Adam like we went to like Asda at midnight, you know, like lads yes, do with a car lads, with, lads, the, lads, with lads, the first lads. car, and got our copies, got our copies, and then went our separate ways so we could both play it. Um, <laughs> I, I reversed the cover first, obviously, because this was the first one where you had a reversible Fem Shep cover. Um, but yeah, I was kind of disappointed in three because it felt very weird. And I think I was a bit too close to the series because I loved two so much mm -hmm. that when three came out and certain things weren't what I was expecting, like I was saying the Rachni queen, I saved. Then you find out that not, it doesn't actually matter. Like they don't side with you. They get like taken over by like the Reaper juice and go all black, black tar heroin, like half yeah. the, like all the other races. And it's like, Oh, well, it didn't really matter then. And I, I think I looked it up afterwards and I was like, no, like 
that choice didn't matter. And I think and I think that choice kills Grunt as well. Like he just jumps yeah. off into the hole and you're like, oh, well, I liked you as well. So there was a lot of moments that just left a bad taste in my mouth. Like and the ending, I, I didn't really like at all. Like, I don't know. How did you guys feel about it? Mm. I think um, with three, I think it's supposed to make you feel that way. I know that's yeah. a weird flip from Bioware, but it's like, it's supposed to make you feel like you actually are like fighting the war for like all of humanity every and like it's gone out of your control control, basically like yeah as goodwill was saying like where everything was going wrong for him yeah it's like i think it's meant to be that way to give you that like you do get that little to hope towards the end you're like oh we're actually fucking doing something here like when you you finally get your fleet up to like the maximum can be Yeah. To like push into the final battle. You're like, go on, we can actually do this now. And then there's some curveballs after that as well. So I mean, like, oh. yeah, kind of. But that that's that was the problem with the ending for me though. Because obviously you have the moment where you tell the elusive man to like get fucked and that he's a crazy no. old coot. But after that, you're kinda on your own. And I'm yeah. like, where's my crew? Like I'm just listening to like the AI, the AI child talk to me about like about the end of the world, and I'm just like Ah, like, I guess I'll make these one of three choices. I picked Synthesis the first time. One of two. (laughs) What? Before you get in there, it was only two before they patched it. Oh, really? I think I must have played enough. Don't you remember the the great controversy? Well, yeah, I remember the added new cutscenes, but I think I played it. I definitely had the three choices because it was basically like red, red, blue, and middle. <laughs> so, so, so this was, um, and, and at the time, this was huge. It was a massive 12 gigabyte update for the game. <laughs> now, on like 360 PS5, that's like, okay, now that's like massive. Um, or was it? No, no, it was something like eight gigabytes or something like It was big. Yeah. It had a few issues. Uh, the, the original Mass Effect 3 had a few issues um, where some decisions. When I said, like, the first time I played it, it felt like I was losing all the way through. It mm-hmm. was because of the way that they designed the game. And then when you got to the ending, and I remember this vividly, I'd got to the ending, I was foisty as fuck. I was about 17 <laughs> stone heavier on Pringles and Relentless. And you get like you at that point you'd been playing fourteen hours nonstop. You'd like Adam said you built up the fleet. You've done everything you can. It was, it was a long last mission as well. Like it was know. very long because you're fighting through London. You're fighting through um, wreckage and everything like that. Um, it was I hadn't fully explored everything because I felt. And I know this was wrong, but I felt like everything you did in the game was done in real time. And mm-hmm. the longer you left stuff, the worse the Reapers would take over. Because every time you went to the Galaxy map, more and more stuff had been taken over. Yeah, yeah. And the so I was like, Galaxy map done. Like, yeah, yeah. So I sat down and I'm like, oh, shit, I can't go there anymore. Oh, God, I can't go there. I'm going to have to rush. I'm going to have to do this. And you, you fight through this mission. And it is a long-ass mission. And you are, as a gamer at hour 40, you are drained emotionally. Mm-hmm from it and then at the end you get those two choices and it's either ai dies or uh what was it you get merged with uh no was i it? think i think because sarah's saying there was there's a fourth choice so i think what happened was there was three choices at the start and they added a fourth one where you could talk the ai oh. boy into like killing himself or something um there wasn't four surely there wasn't but I'm, I'm pretty sure there was three. From what I remember, Synthesis was in the middle, the middle column of light. Yeah. 
and then the there green. was and then there was like a, a red and a blue choice and like it was like destroy the reapers um i can't remember what the blue one was. it was actually called this is this is how this is how much shit bioware got it was called Mass Effect 3, the extended cut, and it was free DLC. Yeah. Okay. Um, so Joe's saying, Joe's saying that there was three in the original, four was added, which was like a nothing choice. Like, I don't want to choose any of these. Um, so yeah, there was Control, oh. there was control, which was pegged as the blue choice. And yeah. Destruction was pegged as the red choice. But yeah. did you did you hear the, the thing where they were saying that's like the Reapers getting in your mind being like... It is Renegade to destroy us, but it is Paragon to control us, which is like backwards when you think about it. Like the taking over the AI minds doesn't sound good. The two extra endings were added in the extended cut because it yeah. was control and destruction. So control was basically you you control the Reapers. Yeah. And then destruction was you destroy the Reapers, but all tech. AI yeah. and all tech, tech gets tech dies including yeah. the mass relays <laughs> and the 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 sr2 crashes into a planet and then you get that really weird cut scene of a child and a father in the snow honestly like i'm, I'm looking <laughs> oh at the... god i tell me about the, the tale of the shepherd i forgot about that <laughs> actual synthesis um which i thought was a good thing at the time and then i was like oh i'm dead like i'm all the reapers now um oh. And then when I saw the Normandy crash, like I was sad. I was like, "Oh shit, I've killed everybody." And then I was, I was happy to see like Joker and Edie pop out at the end with the weird yeah. green lines that were drawn on them. <laughs> I'm really, I'm really curious now because I, I, I've played the games and I've never had walk away. I didn't know if it, it was a choice to walk away, and I've, I've like that was new. Like that wasn't in the game when I played it. But I don't really, I don't know what happens. But I do know that they added more cutscenes. So like we got, oh, the, we got the, we got the crash cut, cut ending where it's like I don't know, you fucked, it's over, bye, mass relays are dead, Shepard's dead, <laughs> goodbye everybody. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. at the end, because the, they were like, because uh, the original ending, because I, I played it when it came out and it was just like two choices. And I what like, did what did you pick though? Like control. Oh, okay, the, the, oh, evil, the evil choice in my mind. <laughs> Because I was like, well, I don't want AI to die. Yeah. And like, what What am I, like, what? what? Like, it was very, yeah. It, 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 I think a lot of people were pissed off because they were like, we've we've done these games for like five years and you just give us these two at the time shit endings. Yeah. We didn't, I, um, like, I don't think anyone wanted to destroy the Mass Effect universe, which was kind of what all the choices led to. But this was, yeah, because people were like, obviously it's a trilogy, but then people were like, but these, we want this universe to continue, and yeah. how can it possibly continue when you've got one where Shepard's not there and the Reapers are in control, and then one where all AI dies? Like, and the mass relays are broke, so you can't. And the mass relays are broken. <laughs> so the whole point, so it would just be effect. Because there'd be nothing there to travel with. So I think a lot of people were, were, were rightly pissed off. And I chose, when the, the patch did, I chose yeah. Synthesis. Yeah. But again, I didn't really... It doesn't feel good. They don't it make doesn't it look feel like good. feel good afterwards. <laughs> well, then when you look at the trailers for Mass Effect 5... Yeah. You don't see people's faces much and yeah. what you do see they're in helmets and everything like that so you but you don't see green lines so i'm like which what ending is, is, canon? is yeah and that's everyone wants to know what ending is it it's the same i'll tell you what it is it's the same for um the metal gear solid series mm -hmm. after the choice in metal gear one yeah and then all the way through they were like 
yeah, that's cool, but what choice did he make? And then we don't get an answer until Metal Gear 4, mm-hmm. where it's like, oh, this is actually the canon um, story. Yeah, they did te- They did keep that information from us for a long time. For 10 but... years. <laughs> yeah, but for, for me, it Ow. was... <laughs> It was like I said. It was. It felt like a losing. But I mean, that's how it was supposed to feel. But like yeah. before they patched it, it genuinely felt like a losing battle. That everyone was dying and the world was coming to an end. And this is why the dreams were so vivid that I was having at the time. Because you played through this and you're like, I'm fucking this up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then you just get these two choices and you're just like, Ugh. yeah. I just didn't. And know then what the to SR2 do. crashes. Yeah. And then the <laughs> SR2 crashes and you're just like. Ugh. <laughs> so basically, you're dead, the crew are dead, and there's a random gadget on a snowfield talking to his kid. Yeah, and like, I just don't know what... It was almost as if they were, like, destroying their own franchise so nobody could, like, like make any more games. Yeah. Um, I, I just don't really know what they were thinking, because I don't think anyone was really happy with it. The, the extended cutscenes mm. make it make more sense. But even then, you're yeah. still stuck with the same, the same outcomes. Yeah. Like I say, I don't know what the do nothing does exactly, but I can't imagine. I'm going to look for this now because I'm really interested. Um, to, I can't to imagine see what that really choice. solves it though. When you think about it, <laughs> I've never actually heard of this, and you know, I've played the game since it came out. The DLC was an absolute mess. I was talking to Adam the other day about this because they had, they had DLC only if you bought it new which was a Prothean crew member, which is very, it's very important to the story that the Protheans were like an extinct race. But this was at a time where gaming, where it was like, if this is a used game, you can not purchase anything because EA were scumbags. Yeah, they were trying to make, they were trying to make you pay like 10 pounds if you bought it secondhand to be like, because that's an important crew member, right? Like, what's he called? Like, um, Jace or something like that? He is, uh, Hello Primitives. He was a um, bastard, like, but he was interesting to talk to. <laughs> but he had a really, like, he, he, you could sort of understand why he was a bastard. Kind of, yeah. Um, but, but yeah, also, there was the DLC called Leviathan, where you talk yeah, to where you talk to a, an, or a fully organic reaper. Javik. Sarah's helping us out here. The Leviathan wasn't available when I played the game, so I've only mm. watched that after the fact. And that is a incredibly interesting conversation you have yes. with an organic reaper and i'm just like oh it was an absolute mess because what did they expect like the did they expect super fans to not play it on release day like i have no idea what they were thinking <laughs> apart from oh, no. it seems so, like they ran out of time <laughs> so i've just i've just read about the ending about do nothing <laughs> Um, if you refuse a catalyst six the centrist ending <laughs> yeah the crucible shuts off, then it fast forwards into the future of a beacon and Liara, just like the Protheans in six, oh, from no. telling uh, whatever future generations about uh, what had transpired in the past. So she basically is is like the last surviving <laughs> like voice of our of our like. The generation. ending is dubbed. The ending is dubbed refusal. So okay. you can get there by refusing all three options, taking too long to decide, or <laughs> shooting the ghost kid. I'd heard about <laughs> shooting the kid, but that yeah. that that's nuts though because taking too long to decide, like you, that's a big decision. Like I stood I stood there for a long time, if I remember right. That's very Far Cry Four. Yeah, where you can just finish the game in fifteen minutes by just, just doing nothing. Sit on the couch 
Um, that's that's really interesting. But it also poses a question for Mass Effect 5. What ending... Because my theory for Mass Effect 5 is it's, it's going to be in the far future. Yeah. I, I, um, thought, I thought they'd been hinting the, like it was Liara, though. Well, Liara is only 100 years old in Mass Effect 1, 2, and 3. Okay. So she lives till 1,000. So, mm. well, and you know, she could be the age of Samara by the time Mass Effect yeah. 5. Okay. But it's really interesting to see what ending they choose from that. Whether yeah. they do synthesis, control, destruction, or just shoot the kid in the head. I'm just, I'm just uh, thinking, like, thinking about this. I don't know if I can think of another situation of people writing themselves into a corner this badly. Yeah. <laughs> it was very, I think it was very, they wanted to do three and done, and Electronic Arts was like, <laughs> no. Yeah. So do you think they, like, tanked it a little bit on purpose? Be like, try and follow this one, guys. <laughs> <laughs> But then we got Andromeda. Yeah. Yes. Which I didn't play, but I've seen plenty of footage of. Should we talk about more about Mass Effect 3 before I get into that? Because I've got some interesting views on Andromeda. I don't know, like, Adam, have you got anything that jumps out here about 3 or the entire journey as a whole, I guess, now? Um, with 3, I, I did enjoy the game as a whole, but as I say, that, as you've mentioned with the endings there, it was just a bit like, oh, I've put that many hours in for... Mm just those decisions i think i maybe shed a tear like when the normandy yeah. goes down and i'm like oh, i've killed everybody like fuck yeah. i picked the wrong choice um i think i've i've have done a replay of three and checked out that dlc stuff um yeah. because yeah. there's a the one where you go like you have a party with everyone on the citadel yes, that is my favorite that's, that's nice great. yeah that, that, that is i leave that deliberately until the last mission yeah because it, it feels more poignant when you do that because yeah, it's, it's like, light-hearted it's from the other party but then there's a scene where shepherd's just looking at the sr2 and he's mm. just like i feel like this is the last time yeah we're gonna see everybody and everyone yeah. you know and I, it, it's it just resonates a lot more yeah. But it's fun, and it's like it doesn't introduce more jeopardy or anything like that. It's just like, woo, we're having shenanigans on the Citadel. And, and it's I think just, I think more yeah. games need to do that, where it's like, in, in more movies as well, like not everything has to be like action, 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 small chat, love scene, action. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. you need to see characters like enjoying themselves. Yeah, it humanizes everybody and then makes you care more when things get bad again. I think in my mind, that's kind of like let's just have that be the end and yeah. <laughs> the little yeah that's the dance oh I, I didn't get the gif of that i got the gif of this though <laughs> deal with it ashley you're racist <laughs> but yeah like i don't know like adam did you play andromeda do you have any feelings on andromeda because i sure don't <laughs> um i still haven't completed it i don't know how far i got through but is at one point where I was just like, I'd rather go and play the original three again. Yes, like parts about it were great. Um, I mean, it had Clancy Brown in it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there was certain things about it that were just haunted. <laughs> I've um, seen I've seen some uh, some screenshots and gifs of, of of crew members floating around and typing yeah. on keyboards that aren't there. Yeah, and Ryder's faces sometimes. Uh, yeah. This was at a time where Electronic Arts were like, oh, you've got a great game. Oh, it looks actually really good. Yeah, rip it out and put it in Frostbite 3. Oh, that's also a great game as well. Oh, it's a racing game. Put it in Frostbite 3. <laughs> no, everything runs on Frostbite 3. Yeah. So then they moved Mass Effect into Frostbite 
and it just looked fucking horrendous mm -hmm. because bioware were limited by electronic arts by using fucking frostbite so mm -hmm. every game of 2010 all the way to 2018 was fucking frostbite and was, it was disgusting was that the battlefield engine that was the battlefield yeah. engine because they were like oh it's robust to play a battlefield so it must be good for everything and it's like no oh, yeah so you don't like... use a fifa engine for formula one you doyle because it's a different <laughs> game um it was the the, the engine because it it's really interesting, Andromeda, and I'm probably going to get some flack. I liked it mm -hmm. because it had that potential uh, there to start a new trilogy and the DLC and everything like that. But this was at a point where Electronic Arts were getting so involved unnecessarily and making decisions unnecessarily that deliberately ran the game into the ground. So they were like, like I said, they they built Mass Effect Andromeda in a separate engine, mm -hmm. and it it was fine, and there was no issues. But then Electronic Arts were like, "Oh, we need to cut costs down, so it's Frostbite." And <sighs> the the developers were like, "But Frostbite does not work with this game. It will be poorly optimized to run Mass Frostbite." <laughs> Frostbite. Yeah, and that's that's what it was. Yeah, but that's that's what it was. They're like everything else is is working in Frostbite. Why can't your game work? If this can't work in Frostbite, that's your fault. Yeah, pretty much. Not the fact that the engine is shit. And it couldn't it's... possibly work with a game that massive as well. Exactly. Yeah. It and um so they moved it over and that's why even like after launch there was a lot of graphical patches and everything like that and even then there was still like really bad issues with it. That's even, why you get all the gifts. I think even now yeah. it's not fixed as far as no, I'm aware. They won't. Yeah. They, they absolutely won't. It had an extremely interesting premise. Mm -hmm. They Good. got around Mass Effect 3's ending perfectly because they were like, this takes place uh after Mass Effect 1, yeah, before that... Mass Effect 2, and then 700 years in the future. Yeah. yeah. Where they've travelled so far, they've travelled to the Andromeda Galaxy, that standard transmissions will take hundreds and hundreds of years to get there. And it, yeah. and it doesn't matter about mass relays because they don't have them over there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, um, and then we're like, you know, oh, well, we can set beacons along the way, but it'll still take, uh, <laughs> even then it's like months or something like yeah, that yeah. To, to, to tell them that they're in the Andromeda Galaxy. They, they, do, um, they do a bit of like, they do a bit of crappy like writing though, where they're like, oh, unfortunately, all the other races are trapped in cold storage, so you're not going to see all your favourites, guys. <laughs> again, they were, like, they were like, these are all the arcs, and this is the human one, this yeah, is the... Yeah. the whatever is whatever is and then they're like oh well the quarians are on this swan and yep. stuff like that on the whole if because it it, fl it improved on the ground vehicle mechanics yeah. oh the, so the gameplay and the shooting and stuff looked fun like the jet yeah. the jet boost stuff looked like it added yeah. like some it, fun elements yeah it, it it improved on that so much it it was very Zelda temply on every bloody planet where it was just like, oh, you've got to change this and go to this temple and do this and do this on this did, planet and do this on this Did either of planet. you guys play Dragon Age Inquisition? Yes. No. Because it had, like, it's got the same map, basically, where it fills in with a lot of stuff, a lot of, like, question marks and all that stuff, icons yeah. as you drive around. Yeah. Um. Like, what did you... Th was, was the story any good? Because, like, I don't know a lot about how that game 
ends up. They, like I've seen, so, I've seen a bunch of footage. I heard it ends on a cliffhanger for DLC that they never delivered on, which is no, also bad. It, it ended on there was two endings for it that, okay. that succeeded each other. So there was a cliffhanger ending for the main baddie. Yeah. Uh, essentially, it was the same thing as Protheans and stuff like that, where it's just like, oh, ancient civilizations got this tech and this baddie's after it, and you're yeah. trying to stop him and stuff. So they had that, which was got to be set up for a sequel, which is fine, and then. Because obviously all the way through, there was other arcs still on the way, all yes. other arcs that had gone missing. <laughs> and then at the, the last bit, you hear distress signals for the Quarian right. um, arc, which is yeah. being trapped in an asteroid field, and you're like, that's the DLC. And then that's, that's and, the part and that even, never happened. <laughs> yeah, and even Bioware were like, yep, that's the DLC. So <laughs> you could properly unite everyone. Yeah. But it, it was really interesting because they did it after the... So it was DLC for after the main story had ended. Yeah, which, so like, which isn't normally how you played Mass Effect. It would normally yeah, finish, exactly. and then you'd do New Game Plus. <laughs> or you, or, yeah, so you would, like, any DLC would happen before the last mission, yes. so you are fully leveled up and you've got everyone there. This was like, no, no, the first, this game has ended, now there's DLC, because then the DLC will link into Andromeda 2. Yeah. The reviews were so disappointing, and the uptake in sales were so disappointing that EA just immediately shelved it and they were like, it's your fault. Yeah. yeah. I mean, then, the, but the footage everyone... was bad. Like, you yeah. know, it's one of those things where when Bethesda games come out, there's a lot of, like, funny glitch videos. But mm. when you watch, like, general games website coverage, the amount of glitches you will actually see if someone's just playing normally isn't that high yeah. in Bethesda. No. But in this game, it was almost, like, unavoidable. Like, anything, like, the games people tried to do, like, I could... Like, there was a lot of them getting frustrated because they were like, like, we can't... Like, this is, like, bad content because, like, the game is just acting weird. It's, like, embarrassing. There was, there was a point in the story where you would literally not be able to progress off the station because the system would crash. Oh, yeah. So I had to wait uh, nearly two weeks <laughs> for Bioware to knock out a patch so I could finish the game. I'm just imagining then, you sat there in front of your computer, like stone faced. Like it was. I tried patch? every single. Well, <laughs> originally, originally they were like, "Oh, it's, it's your hard drive that's causing the issue." And How dare like, oh. you? <laughs> but, but, then, but then people were like, "Well, it can't be the hard drive because most people's PS4s don't have stock hard drives. People have modified it, increased, you yeah. know, put yeah. solid state in it, and everything like that." And they asked. At the time, I had a two terabyte in yeah. my hard drive, and I'm High like, well, over here. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, I was like, so why am I having the issue? Why is this person having an issue with a solid state drive? So then that excuse got thrown out, and then they're like, oh, yeah, it's an actual progression bug. Yeah. And it's like, you are a multi-billion dollar company that has released a game that's got a game crashing bug which means that no one can play your game yeah and then um, the reviews just got t it just tanked the reviews yeah i mean i couldn't i could there was no way i could see myself persevering through that because i was watching videos from people i trusted who were like this is like bad even for like yeah you know, video game standards um <laughs> lee's asking in the chat was it worse than cyberpunk i think so i'm pretty I, sure <laughs> I, I mean I, I loved cyberpunk even with the Glitches. Yeah, Cyberpunk um, is a is a different kettle of fish because they they were they were like coming in super hot with a lot of uh, 
a lot of heady promises about what their game yeah. was going to be. They were they were over promising for the technology that the mass public had, where they were yeah. like, "Well, you need to have a high end gaming PC, but here it is on the PS4, and it's just yeah. like a ten year old games console is not going to be able to run. It's like a it's like game optimized for forty. It's like CD Projekt Red, have you seen the stats on Steam about how most people still have like 970s? Like, get get with the program, dudes. Yeah. Um, um, but like, it's it's an absolute shame that like Mass Effect had to like end on Andromeda. But there is no way I would ever tell anyone not to play the Mass Effect trilogy. Yeah. Like, oh, there's no, true. there's nothing in those games that I would even, like, warn people about. Like, possibly just, like, the combat in one is not really what you used to, because I don't think and there the was many... Driving. There was yeah. There wasn't really any games like that at the time. Driving the Mako was a bit like how Halo's driving worked. So yeah. that, yeah, had, but that it, had precedent. It, it was the repetitive outpost, I mean. Like, so yeah, the, um, driving the Mako was fine. It was just the, the if outpost. I, it. Mm. If I can give you advice, like, mainline the story in one. Like, the, you'll you'll find all the side quests on the Citadel, but like you can tell which are the important ones and which ones yeah. uh, aren't so yeah. much because it, it it kind of points you in the direction of the important stuff and the weirder side quests are actually quite hard to find a lot of the times because the map wasn't great in the first one. No. <laughs> Two, I would say do everything because like that's all most of that stuff apart from the repeatable bases was excellent, but you need the resources to upgrade. So mm. yeah, worth it. <laughs> Sarah's, Whereas Sarah's saying the most important side quest is to buy the auto feeder for your fish in Mass yes. Effect. Yeah. Every single time get that auto feeder in Mass Effect 2. I think the hamster's indestructible though, right? Oh yeah. Or oh, Kelly Ch- uh, Yeoman Chambers says she'll look after your hamster and you're like go go get it, girl. <laughs> wanna wanna meet later for chess and a shower? Because <laughs> that's what happens on your last date with her. <laughs> Chess and a communal shower. That's the shepherd promise. (laughs) (laughs) That's the thing. I didn't want to, as the Mass Effect series, I didn't want to end the podcast on Andromeda. Guys, like, what what was, like, your favorite moment in the game? Like, absolute favorite moment that, like, trumps everything else. I think, like, I think for me, it was definitely, like, I guess a happy moment, I would say was was definitely the uh the citadel dlc party where you just get to hang out with everyone and chat um a highlight like emotionally was definitely like my suicide mission where like i lost guys but we got through it and i told the elusive man to go fuck himself at the end of the game and i was like i was like hell yeah we ended that strong slightly damaged like you know we're a little bit worse off in some ways we're a little bit better off in other ways but that was probably one of the most like strongest emotional connections I'd had. Um, mm-hmm. And even though it was a bit sad, like it's still up there with like big, big moments for me. Yeah. Um, for me, I'd say well, definitely the party one because it gave you that um, like feeling of family. Yeah. Like massively. But then you get that like towards the end of that bit, you like get the realization. You're like, oh. There's We're always something die. really nice happens. <laughs> something bad happens in games usually. Yeah, and you're movies, like, yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, you're like, yeah, this is gonna go wrong. But um and I'd say another moment for me, um, that I really liked and it was quite sad as well, was um oh, what's the assassin's name again? I remember. Thin. No, the other one. 
the girl. Oh, Kasumi. Yes. Her um, loyalty mission in the DLC. Okay, like the spy party thing that you've yeah. Oh, that was good, that. Yeah, right? yeah. Yeah. yeah, and then she gets what she's looking for, and it's basically a, it's, a, it's like a black box of memories. Yes, yeah, and that's right, yeah. Quite sad when you like you get the end of that. You're right, like, she comes off very, like, standoffish and, like, mm. cooler than you. But, yeah, yeah, then she finally breaks down. <laughs> yeah, it's um, quite sad, really, because she's, like, yeah, she, she becomes a lot, like, because she was, like, this really mysterious, like, sort of stealthy character, and then she's, like, totally, like, totemote, like. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Okay, good, we'll hit us with the, the top moment or moments. Oh, top moments. Suicide mission. Mm-hmm. Curing the genophage. That was nice that you got to do that, yeah. The ultimate <laughs> redemption of Morden Solus and his, his <laughs> evil ways. Or, Bord- or, or Borden Bolus, as I got in my last <laughs> I think, and a lot of people will probably agree, it's the Citadel DLC because yep. it's like the moment before you go over the top. <laughs> yeah, and it really and, goes over the top, <laughs> and, it, and it really does because it's like that. And, I, and I'll, I'll say it again: it's that scene where he's just leaning on the bars, looking at the ship, mm-hmm. and he, it's that realization they might not all come back from this <laughs> again. <laughs> yeah, again. Yeah. Um, but it's like it's serious, and it's sort of if if you've never played the game and you've done that DLC and you go into this final mission. I wonder how much of an effect it would have to have that like crushing realization that this is literally the game changer mission. This is, this is, this is it. This is what you have worked for all three games. And there is zero guarantee that anyone is coming back, no matter how much you rank them up or do the loyalty or anything like that. There is no guarantee because it is the final game. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, It, it just, and the final mission of Mass Effect 3 because it is just long, arduous, mm-hmm. and it drains you so you feel like Shepard feels where they are just drained from battle, they are mm-hmm. drained from it all, and it, it just it hits differently. Yes, we get rid of the elusive man. Yeah. But to see the Admiral there as well. Oh, yeah, I forgot he, he popped up at the end. <laughs> Admiral Hackett. And it just... It, it hits. It Keith really does hit David you. for anyone who doesn't yeah, know. Man. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, I mean, shout out to Claudia Black who was in this game as well, um, and uh, Marina Sirtis, and basically anyone from Star Trek. Uh, but it was, yeah. It everyone goes on about the suicide mission, and yeah, that's that's fine. But I think that's just that is a final, final mission. Yeah. And I think they pulled it off brilliantly, bar the <laughs> ending. Yes. Yeah. But yeah, like there's, it's just a series full of like absolutely incredible moments. If you hit them like first time and you haven't like been spoiled on things, so sorry if we've spoiled anything for you guys. Um, but yeah, yeah, I would, I would wholeheartedly like recommend this series because I, it's nothing that's ever. I mean, like Dragon Age is similar, but that's quite different in its story like it's and it's obviously fantasy setting um yeah. i have promised sarah that we'll do a dragon age episode with her at some point so um yeah. whenever that gets down the line but yes mass effect is awesome we all love it and i encourage anyone like lee saying he might stream the full series like 
I'd watch it. Like, I'd check yep. in on you and see what yeah. you're up to, see what bad decisions you were making. Great <laughs> Paul Shepard. Oh my god. <laughs> Not Paul Shepard. He's... Paul Effect. <laughs> That's a renegade right there if I ever Just saw punching one. Punching journalists on the Citadel every day. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, like, is there anything else you guys want to say about the series before we sign off forever one last time? What, is, what are your hopes? What are your hopes for Mass Effect 5? Oh, I'd oh. I'd be happy with um a side story that was like Mass Effect Two sort of timeline, like before mm. the universe is irrevocably changed by Reapers showing up. Because I'd quite like to explore other places in the universe that you know, like in other uh like cultures and stuff that we haven't had a massive like look at. But I, I'm kind of sick of the of like the Reaper world ending thing. So I know yeah. I know they're probably not, but I would be happy with a side story that ignores most of the the main stuff. Yeah. What do you think, Adam? Um, I don't really know because like there's all these like speculations thrown around that it's going to be like about Liara and stuff, and that would be awesome if it was because mm-hmm. like she's a cool character. But like I would like to see a totally new character and like what jake says like something that either runs alongside or is like a direct aftermath of three aftermath would be cool because then you'd be yeah. like okay what are you what is everyone gonna do what does this world look like but i don't yeah. know would... who could write that <laughs> i would so I, I want two possibilities uh one it's hundreds of years into the future right we still got liara to sony but there's a new character who works alongside her that you play, yeah. and somehow it links to the Andromeda Initiative. Right. True. Um, two. Get I Ryder back and, and, yeah. fix, and you fix her face with galactic credits. Um, <laughs> or two, like Adam said, it's, say, 10 years after the aftermath of mm. Mass Effect 3. Yeah. And we have and to actually we are dealing help with fix. the repercussions. Yeah, <laughs> we are we are dealing with the repercussions. I do think, judging from what we've had this year and on N Seven Day this year, it's going to be the first alternative where it's going to be possibly Liara. Yeah, because we we we've had a lot of during the teasers they've had the last couple of years. It's been a lot of Liara. Yeah, um, possibly as an N Seven. Maybe she's the first um, alien in, in the N7 program, which would be a good twist compared yeah, to the Spectres. True. And I think they can't ignore, if they do that, they can't ignore the Andromeda Initiative no. um, because the whole reason for Mass Effect and the whole reason for the Andromeda Initiative was rich benefactors, who they never mentioned, but it's likely the elusive man, <laughs> knew the Reapers were coming, so decided to set off a yeah. whole colony of alien races yeah. to a distant galaxy to propagate the species out there away from the threat of the Reapers. That was the whole point of Andromeda, which is it's a good idea, but I think they need to link those two worlds together, and I'll be very interested to see how they do that. But I don't think we're going to get it until 2026. Yeah, BioWare's in a real bad spot at the moment, and yeah. like Dragon Age is kind of fell off the face of the earth like Dreadwolf is still supposed to be being made but mm. they haven't shown any of it there was talk of it being an an online like a live service game 
And then I think they backtracked on that. I think someone's just hitting the delete button over and over again at Bioware being like, nope, start again. And that just I think, makes me yeah. really scared. <laughs> I think EA has done a lot of backtracking when they went, oh, single player games are dead. And then everyone's like, they're fucking not. Yeah. So I think they're just trying to reevaluate and take stock. But we have to be careful with Bioware because EA has a lot of interference. Yeah with it and Bioware need to strap on a pair with them and say you interfered last time and look what happened to the franchise you tanked one of the biggest franchises of two generations of consoles because of your interference it was kind of like the shining star of like the 360 PS3 generation because like there wasn't think of the time that it came out yeah there wasn't Mm -hmm. many like new guy like new series rising at that point no, you, all you, like established things that were kept coming out and out mm-hmm. and out, wasn't it? Like, like it three, was, like it three D like versions of like old things, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, it was, it, but it was like the golden era because you had like Uncharted, mm-hmm. uh, Mass Effect, Assassin's Creed, Assassin's Creed, and this stood out like a shining jewel yeah. mm-hmm. out of yeah. all of them. And then obviously EA being EA, the cocky fucks that they are, they were like, "Oh, we'll just put it in Frostbite and it'll be fine. It'll just sell. It'll yeah. be fine. They don't care. It'll sell." It sold a little bit. Like, <laughs> it sold a little bit, but then yeah. they were like, "But then the reviews were like, you you can't just shovel this out unfinished and unpolished yeah. and think that people are yeah. gonna buy it." Do you think? Do you think one day we might get that TV show they keep talking about as well? Oh, I don't know. As long as as long as it was a retelling of the exact Shepherd story. I'm fine. It's a lot of pe- a lot of people were like, do the Mass Effect movie, and I'm like, no. Much like um, other things, this as it's an RPG, it works well as a TV it's, series. It needs yeah. to follow the Star Trek model. Maybe a few more multiple parter episodes because you know you'll want the side like the quest to be finished. You know, but like it should follow that where you spend a lot of time on the Normandy. People talk. You know, they solve problems. They you know they. They go out on missions. They come back. Like it needs, I it think... needs time because it's a it's a long series, and it you need the time to sit with the characters. I, I we'll, think we'll if anyone, it. so go on. We'll write it. It's badly. <laughs> I think if anyone's going to do kicks them all out the window. <laughs> if, if anyone's going to do a TV series on this, it's got to be Amazon. Yeah. Uh, but I think a lot of people, a lot of people are going to look at how they pull off Fallout first. Yeah. To see if, because let's you know, Fallout's an RPG and it's a TV series. Let's just see how they pull this off and how it works. Because I know Henry Cavill, Cavill. Cavill or whatever, is deeply interested in playing Shepard. Yeah. Because he's a huge Mass Effect fan, um, and you know, like he did on The Witcher, but failed. <laughs> he would keep them tightly snipped to the the lore of the game. Hopefully. Yeah. Hopefully. Um, but it would have to be it would have to be longer than ten episodes. Cause I would do season one, Mass Effect One, season two, Mass Effect Two, yeah. season three, Mass Effect Three, and then I would just do three and done. That's it. Yeah. You don't need any more than that. But and I think and ten like, to fifteen. Like, yes. Yeah, because Amazon tends to try and do like eight episode seasons, and I think that would be rushing it for this particular it, it would, series. It would need to to build a world in a sci-fi franchise like that. You need more than ten episodes. Yeah. Um, Star Trek gets away with it because we had twenty-six episode series thirty yeah. years ago, so yeah. that's established. To do that 
nowadays you need more than 10 episodes or those 10 episodes need to be so fucking perfectly written <laughs> and long, <laughs> like, and like, long. like stranger things episodes. or game of, or game of thrones <laughs> yeah true where it's just like do you know what, oh yeah we've got 11 episodes but they're an hour and a half long and like and, and i was talking i was mentioning this today because uh they're doing game of thrones soon on nerdy up north so like paul was asking what you thought of it and i was thinking like the pacing of game of thrones to get through all those books and to keep you like glued to the screen and then wanting to see the next episode that was an achievement um, oh, yeah. but it's tough to do you gotta have those the exact type of writer that knows how to like hook the audience hopefully this series does fix itself you know well not itself but you know hopefully the the bioware devs like fix it and we get good mass effect back but um yeah at, at least if we don't everyone's all got their own story you know yeah. that that they sat with for for many hours, mm-hmm. but yeah, I think uh, I think we did it, guys. I think we did Mass Effect. <laughs> we did two hours. Oh, that's going to take a lot of editing. <laughs> oh, sorry, every podcast I go on, it makes it last. Oh, hang on, sorry. hang on. Lee's got an Adam emote oh. some, somehow in the chat <laughs> already. How's he done that? How's he done that then? <laughs> Oh, you fueled by brown eggs. <laughs> he finished it and then he got to work. He, he's it's a it's a it's a process, but he follows it. Oh my god, he's got brown egg emotes as well. <laughs> oh, oh mercy! I've got my own emote now. I'm I'm part of the. Crew. That looks like rabbit poo on dark mode. That's all I'm gonna say. Yeah, on OBS, but oh, that's amazingly. <laughs> This is this is why you got hired. This has been really fun. I know we could have like went way longer, but we shouldn't. Yeah. <laughs> um, short and sweet. I am Jake of Nerdy Up North. You'll see me all over streams and podcasts. We just did Batman and Robin on Sunday, which was a really fun episode. Um, I'll probably play some games, and you'll see lots of other stuff on this Twitch, including more month, monthly, weekly Ramblecast episodes. Uh, Adam, where can the fine folks find you? Um, they can find me here, obviously. Um, Look at him, he's here. <laughs> yeah, I'm here, I'm here, man. But um, yeah, with Jake every Monday night, rambling about shit and yep. games. Mm, shitty games sometimes, probably. Yeah. But <laughs> um, you can also find me on TikTok at um, Adam Ashbridge Music, on Instagram at Adam Ashbridge Music, and Facebook on Adam Ashbridge Music, and also... All of the music that's ever going to be done for Nerdy Up North and the music that was on this episode. He's got a stranglehold. <laughs> He's not letting go. I'm not. <laughs> Beer Goodwill, Captain Goodwill, Commander Goodwill. Where can the fine folks find you? <laughs> Mostly throwing up on a toilet somewhere uh, at the moment. <laughs> but um, I'm on Twitter at Goodwill Nun. There is no new trekking up north for a little bit till our Hollywood, uh, holiday special. Oh yes. So yeah. we are we are taking a little bit of shore leave um, because I miss having free Friday nights. Yeah. Um, you need some time to get ready for life day, don't you? And hire B Arthur to do a cooking segment for the I need to see Wookiees <laughs> with human teeth. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm still recovering from the Sunderland food poisoning because we're like, Oh is this he's a smuggy. Let's kill him. Um, did you have so, brown eggs? That's what I'm I saying. I needed brown eggs. My eggs were undercooked. Hang on. They did, weren't brown did you line, Before you crossed the border, did you line your stomach with Greg's from your own providence? 
did I immune myself? No, I didn't no, vaccinate that's, myself. That's where you went wrong. Because no, whenever I, I leave, know. whenever I leave the north and go like down south, I have to cross the border with a, a belly full of Greggs. And it well, I did. Me. I did have a costa. I did. I did like vaccinate myself with a costa, <laughs> yeah. um, but it wasn't sufficient enough to uh, allow my body to succumb to the dangers <laughs> of mac and breakfasts. Um, and I've lost my entire body weight. Lucas aid sponsor me because I've drank off your shit all the last couple of days. It'll heal your um, according to our grandparents. <laughs> it, 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 this entire bottle in this stream. <laughs> This entire bottle. Yeah, it usually says warning does not replace bodily fluids lost. Yeah, it's a, <laughs> like di it's a diuretic as well, I think, if you... <laughs> but yeah, so, so you're you going on hiatus, but are you going to be back in the new year? Is that what's happening? Uh, you're going to come back with a bang? What, what have you got No, planned? it's been cancelled. It's been cancelled. We've been replaced by oh, something superior. Paul um, finally cancelled it. Pulled yeah, the plug. He's, doing a, he's doing a Babylon 5 podcast because he's a oh. twat. Um... <laughs> Uh, Bab no, no, we're, we're, Babylon and up north. <laughs> Babylon and <laughs> Babylon and up north. Uh, no, we're back in the new year. Uh, January the 5th, we'll, right. we will be back. We will be doing, uh, on the holiday special, we will spin the double wheel of episodes for the last time. Um, and we're going to have more structure um, next year. So we've got a, two random episodes, uh, one episode where we possibly just get drunk and talk about party episodes on riser That's and then fun. review a star trek movie a month starting with the motion picture so that also will be a drinking episode nice i think uh, i'm jealous of your wheel i think we're gonna get a square to spin <laughs> we were hoping for a quiet episode for our last one and it was like nope two part original series off you go yeah yeah <laughs> Oh well, no. Everyone loves the the Star Trek cast, and that's why I had to get you on for this to 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 be our first guest because yes. we were talking something near and dear and related. Synergy. Did <laughs> you ever do a synthesis? Cyber initiative. Cyber, yes. That's conglomerate <laughs> mergeability, as Barney Stinson would say. How do you yeah. feel about becoming a cyborg at some point? Um, I welcome our cybernetic overlords. Uh, Adam, they can't be that, any better than the right, conservative government. Write that down. Write that down. <laughs> We've got another one. <laughs> That's Ducky and Goodwill have now volunteered. Yep. It's a verbal binding agreement. <laughs> yep. But yes, nope. this has been the uh, Gaming Up North Ramble cast. The gun show, as we're definitely calling it. <laughs> but yeah, um, this is goodbye from me. And goodbye from me. Bye. Live long <laughs> and play video games. That's that's the famous line. Goodbye, guys. <laughs> <laughs>